Uh, good afternoon, and welcome to resumption of the April 27, 2023 meetings of the Palm Desert City Council's successor agency to the Palm Desert Redevelopment Agency and Housing Authority meeting. May we please have the roll call? Councilmember Harnick. Here. Councilmember Nastani. Here. Mayor Pro Tem Quintanilla. Present. Councilmember Truby. Here. Mayor Kelly. Here. All council is present. Uh, Councilmember Nastani will lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance, followed by inspiration offered by Councilmember Truby. Please join me. Okay, thank you everybody for coming today. Um, just a quick reminder of what we're doing here today. And I pulled a quote from an, a politician I'd never heard from before or heard of, an Indian politician named Jareem Ramesh. He says, there never is a good time for tough decisions. There will always be an election or something else. You have to pick courage and do it. Governance is about making tough, even sometimes unpopular decisions. So in other words, those of us here need to make decisions based on sound principles rather than political expedience. For the decisions that we make here today, no matter how inconsequential they may seem now, will have ramifications for generations to come. So, thank you. Thank you. Is there any report from closed session? Yes. Um Today on the items on the agenda, direction was given, but no reportable actions were taken. But last meeting on April 13th, there was an action that I understand has since been finalized. Uh, the council authorized by unanimous vote certain changes in a purchase and sale agreement with a refuge development. Um, so I wanted to report that out. That agreement's available if anybody wants to see it. Thank you very much. Great. Uh, we are privileged uh, to have with us representatives from Palm Desert High School uh, to receive a proclamation celebrating many uh, athletic accomplishments. So please come forward. I see our soccer team here, and I believe a rep from the dance company. Everybody from Palm Desert High, please come forward.
because athletic accomplishment requires dedication, collaboration, and strenuous preparation, all of which are qualities that will serve students well in other endeavors throughout life. And whereas the Palm Desert Aztecs have again matched academic excellence with noteworthy athletic accomplishment this year, with 16 DEL League champions and nine CIF champions. And whereas consistent excellence is shown in the football team's sixth straight year, winning a share of the DEL title, the boys' water polo team's fourth straight DEL title, and the boys' wrestling team taking sixth place statewide with three wrestlers ranked in the top 20 nationally. And whereas the boys' soccer team capped their historic season with an 11-game win streak culminating in the CIFSS Division V Championship. Woohoo! Yeah. And whereas the dance company from the Palm Desert High School Arts Academy combined athleticism with artistic expression to win the Talent Achievement Award in the dance category at the McCollum Theater's open call just this past weekend. Now, therefore, I, Kathleen Kelly, mayor of the city of Palm Desert, California, along with the entire city council, to hereby congratulate the Palm Desert High School Athletic and Arts Programs and urge all citizens to join in celebrating these incredible accomplishments. Yahoo! Mayor, are there other members that should be up here in this photo? Other? I second the principal joining. Well, I like, I th I'd like to first off thank all the support, all the, um, I mean, all the parents, everyone that started with us. Obviously, um, it came, uh, we came a long way, and there was a lot of, like, fans at the end. But I'd like to thank the ones that were there in the first, since the beginning. And um, I also like to say in Spanish, uh, quiero agradecer a todos los que estuvieron ahí, los padres, los amigos, los que estuvieron al principio, los que nos apoyaron desde el principio, 
Al último se vio la, el, el apoyo y la unión del, de la escuela, pero quiero, quiero agradecer a todos los que nos apoyaron desde el principio, desde el primer juego. Um, pues es, un, es, una es o sea, un orgullo estar acá arriba y um, ante ustedes. Gracias. You are not obliged to stay uh, for all of the business unless it intrigues you. I gave him an out. Um, I also want to let you know that this week we issued a proclamation in support of World Wish Day, uh, recognizing the work of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And of course, those children who are able to have a wish granted have demonstrable uh, benefit in their treatment because of the hope and encouragement that this gives them. Uh, we're told that only 25% of eligible children in the Inland Empire currently can have the benefits of this program. Uh, so if you're looking for a good recipient of your charitable giving, uh, consider that option. Uh, city manager comments. Thank you, Mayor. We do have uh, two updates tonight. Uh, I'd like to turn this over to uh, Assistant City Manager Chris Escobedo is on the line. Uh, he and Mindy Escada are going to give council a uh, quick update on our emergency services plan. Um, so Chris, I'll turn it over to you. Thank you, Todd, appreciate it. Uh, just briefly, over the last 18 months, the city has been focusing on bolstering its emergency preparedness efforts and training of in-house staff. In particular, we completed evacuation team training so that everybody knows staff safety and points to secure the facility in the event of emergency, as well as CPR AED training. In January, we had a tabletop exercise with the various section chief uh, to simulate our response uh, in the event of an earthquake. Uh, this helped us get prepared, get ready to know our, our capabilities and where we need to shore them up on. In addition, we've held, held two very very successful CERT programs, uh, one in December and one that took place this last weekend. So we're happy to report there's 40, 40 members of the community that are CERT trained. Next slide. We've also been focusing on the physical EOC. The pandemic taught us that we have to have a physical presence as well as 
uh, bolster our, our virtual capabilities, and we've been doing just that. Uh, so adding new equipment, refreshing materials we have in place. In addition, with the lobby renovation that's coming up, we are also preparing for the future expansion of our EOC to the larger facility next to Public Works. So that's going to be the next effort and focus in the next fiscal year. Next slide. We're thankful to our, our partnership with County EMD, in particular Josh, who has been doing extensive public outreach, whether it be through HOAs, at our commercial centers, uh, talking about emergency preparedness. We're going to continue to to have a contract with County EMD for on-demand services, but uh, I'm going to turn it over to Mindy Esqueda next because it's where when we find somebody who uh, has a city background as well as has certification in emergency services. And so this is another example of us further refining our, our programs here and bringing services in-house that we can bolster our program. Next slide, please. So Mindy just recently sort of uh, joined our team. Uh, she has emergency services credentials, and so she will be tag teaming with Josh, County MD, in our program to kind of take us to the next level. I want to give, I believe that Mindy's in, in the audience today, so I want to turn it over to her so she can talk about herself as well as talk about the next steps in the program. Well, good afternoon, um, Mayor and Council. Uh, yeah, Mindy Esqueda, and I'm very happy to be here today um, and very excited to uh, work with staff and ensure that we are all prepared and trained. Um, so yeah, my background is um, Certified Emergency Management Specialist with Cal OES. I've been in the public sector for over 15 years. Uh, I have experience in both city and county and some private as well. I'm very passionate about emergency management and um, so far just extremely happy here and, and have received nothing but a warm welcome from everybody. So thankful. Next slide. Um, one of the, the first things that I wanted to implement uh, since I've begun is a uh, actual disaster service worker program. So um, as required by law, uh, there are some, there's a form, an oath that we are all supposed to take as disaster service workers. So um, created this new form. It's already being implemented in the HR onboarding process. So as staff do the online onboarding, this will be one of the forms that will be required that they sign uh, as to comply with the law. Uh, California code requires this. So uh, what we're also doing on the form is that I'm going around and uh, having current staff sign the form so that we are all in compliance with that. And another thing that we're going to be doing is on our ID badges, right now there is no designation of a disaster service worker on the badge. So um, just to keep it um, you know, economically friendly, we're just gonna do a sticker that we can just put on the back of the badge. So don't have to recreate anything, but that will allow us the access that we will need to have in a case of an emergency. Uh, the second part of the program for me, it's a two-part thing. So one is to comply with California code, and the other is to support and uh, train staff. So I developed a disaster service worker guide. Um, it's almost finalized. And so the guide is basically all the details that we as staff need to know uh, and be prepared to fulfill our role as disaster service workers. Uh, so it breaks down in detail, you know, what would be expected, what would we do um, in each step. Um, the big part of it, though, for me is making sure that staff have also personal preparedness. So the last page of the guide is an actual checklist that staff can do, and this is not only just for work, but for home. Because to be able to fulfill our roles, we also need to be, take care of our families and whatever other responsibilities we have, um, and so we can fulfill our roles the best way possible. So that's a big focus on that as well. 
And then the other part of it uh, that I'm working on right now is um, as part of our in-house emergency services. I'm really excited to begin presentations. So today I started the first PowerPoint presentation that I'm going to be taking around to all the departments um, attending their division and department meetings. The first one that I started with today is a presentation on the DSW, Disaster Service Worker Program. I think it's really important to inform staff when there's new policies and procedures that are being implemented. Um, we all can work together as a team and getting feedback from everybody um, on how to move forward the best way possible. So uh, another part of that, there's in addition to the disaster service worker presentation, I also have developed other ones uh, on active shooter and um, in EOC training. So um, those are some of the ones that are already um, in process. I'm gonna be adding more to those as time goes on. So we have basically a continuous flow of information sharing with um, citywide. Um, I'm also gonna be overseeing all the FEMA certifications for city staff. That's one of the things that we're gonna be requiring. Um, it has been required, but we're adding a little, another level of certification to that for city staff to make sure that we're all prepared. And uh, the other last part of it is that I'd like to do is um, I think to empower staff and to also be more independent uh, to create an emergency response team. That's something that I worked with a lot when I was working with consultants in the private sector. A lot of the bigger corporations do that. They don't have EOCs, but they develop within their organization an emergency response team. So it's, it's a group uh, that are volunteers or maybe voluntold, um, but they receive training. And this is specific to first aid uh, response, CPR, AED, all those things, so that in a case of an emergency, we as city staff are also empowered to help and take care of our own, and that will relieve some of the uh, pressure off you know, our collaborating agencies as well. So I think it's a win-win for everybody. Um, and with that, that's all I have. If there's any questions from mayor, council, anyone? Uh, thank you so much, and welcome aboard. Thank you very much, Mayor. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Mayor. I'd also like to ask um, City Clerk to um, just provide you with a quick update and a public an update as far as how they would get involved in applying for our commissions and committees. So, Anthony, I'll turn it over to you. Yes, I just wanted to make sure all of the residents were aware that we are uh, currently in the process of receiving applications to serve on our boards, commissions, committees, and task forces. Uh, there's lots of topics of interest that people might be interested in joining. Uh, we have architecture, civic engagement, cultural arts, historic preservation, and many, many more other uh, topics that people could be interested in and serve on those committees. Applications are welcome year-round, but we are gearing up for interviews to occur in May and June. So if anybody's interested in serving uh, this coming year, please uh, get your applications in as quickly as possible, as new terms will begin July 1st. Uh, people can go to palmdesert.org slash volunteers uh, to learn more information about how to apply, uh, the interview process, and um, uh, to view past agendas and minutes uh, uh, regarding those boards and commissions. Thank you. And thank you for that announcement. Uh, council member reports and requests for action, beginning with council member Trudy. Uh, nothing newsworthy to report. Thank you. Councilmember Harnick. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, we are narrowing down the candidates for 
They changed the title. It is no longer Dean of the Palm Desert Campus for the CSUSB. It's something like Administrative Vice President and Charge of All Things that are not at San Bernardino. Okay. <laughs> That's close, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I, I have uh, had the opportunity to sit with two of the candidates. There is a third one uh, that will be uh, go through the process of meeting uh, a lot of the community members. Uh, also, I, I want to emphasize again uh, about the open house at UCR on May 2nd and 3rd. There will be refreshments, always an enticement. Uh, to talk about have your, there, there's nothing formal. You can go in and talk about all things having to do with transportation, housing, um, environment, and this is through the Southern California Association of Governments, and it's at our UCR site in Palm Desert. It's really important that people have their voices heard. Uh, it's, you know, we don't want to just create roads without knowing where they need to be by the people, the community members who are here. I also wanted to mention, I was up in Sacramento last week talking about, please, those budget allocations that you've provided for the communities and the cities, please don't take them away. And we know the budget seems to be a moving target right now, but we did um, emphasize how important those funds are that for our CSU, for transportation, for housing, for all those efforts that we're putting forth, and we'll see where that all goes. Uh, but we made it abundantly clear that that was really important to us that we have those funds to uh, support our community. And we did have the opportunity yesterday, in fact, to meet with Com Commissioner Hauk from the CPUC so we could talk about the importance of broadband, tell them of our plans in this entire region, in actually Riverside County. And there's lots going on with that. I think she heard us, and we're going to keep following up with her. We need broadband. We need it for everyone. So those are my uh, remarks. Thank you. Thank you, Council Member Nestande. No comments this evening, Mayor. Thank you. Mayor Pro Tem Quintanilla. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Um, this week, I had the privilege of attending, along with Council Member Harnick, the District Attorney's Vigil for Victims of Violent Crime. And we were able to hear from, oh, and also some of our staff was present. And it was, a, it was a somber event, but because it was outdoors, I think it allowed for a little bit of, of healing to take place as there were victim statements. And then we had the opportunity to read out names and give these, these uh, victims a little bit of space and the families to be recognized. So that was a, a great event. And there was an event at the iHub Showcase, and it was great to see some of the work that is coming out of the incubator that's there and how it's giving Palm Desert an international profile. One of the, the winner of the Fast Pitch, they're developing a modular sustainable emergency housing. So for example, FEMA, it would pop up a shelter, and then you can collapse it, store it, and use it again. So that sustainability was incredible to read about. And another, um, the second place winner was on global literacy. She developed an app that would allow children to have access to literacy in any language that you could imagine Google provides without access to the internet. So we continue our focus on education and this would have 
international um, benefits. So I thought that was wonderful. I had the opportunity of um, giving a Zoom session to um, two COD classes combined, political science and sociology, on how to get involved in local government, what we do, how to be involved in meetings, jury service, and everything to show them how they are equally parts of the community and how we, we wish them to be involved. And uh, as we all attended ribbon cuttings, that was a, a great place to meet some of our, our new members, such as uh, Marcel de Clermont, his rug gallery. That was a great opportunity to meet some of the exquisite tapestries that are there. So I thought that was very unique. And um, uh, at the RAP meeting, we discussed some of the use of the grants that they had received over a million dollars in conjunction with the Desert Healthcare District and how those are being allocated. And that leads into the Riverside County University Health System Mental Health Awareness Fair, which will take place here in our very own Civic Center Park on Wednesday, May 3rd from noon to 5 p.m. in awareness of May being Mental Health Month. So to normalize the conversations, encourage us to look into ourselves and our families and learn resources. So that is it. Very good. Uh, that brings, and I have no comments this evening since many events of interest have just been described. Uh, this brings us to the time for comments on items which are not on the agenda. If you've come to comment on something which is on the agenda, we'll call upon you at that time. Um, is there anyone present who has requested to speak? Only via Zoom. Uh, very good. Would you please give the instructions? For those on Zoom, if you want to participate in public comment, please click the raise hand button on your computer or smartphone. If you're joining in by calling in on your phone, please uh, dial star 9 to raise your hand, and when called upon, press star 6 to unmute yourself, and please keep your comments to no more than three minutes. And uh, please call upon uh, our Zoom participant. Uh, the first speaker will be Levi Vincent. Hi, good afternoon. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, yes, we can. Okay, so my name is Levi Vincent. I am the president and CEO of the Greater Palm Springs Film Alliance and Film Office. I am also a resident of the IHUB uh, with the Coachella Valley Economic Partnership, and I'm here to lend my support for the IHUB campus there in Palm Desert. Um, it is an important infrastructure for Palm Desert and for the local residents to participate in growth of their business and uh, incubator for new business. Um, council member quoted uh, consequences for generations to come at the beginning of this meeting, and that campus is extremely important for generations to come because my business um, was just a simple business until I incorporated uh, three years before uh, I became a corporation. And since then, many years ago, uh, I have literally um, uh, brought on board over 600 members from Palm Desert, residents of Palm Desert, onto my business. Um, the last casting call my office facilitated had 172 members of Palm Desert submit. Um, I'm on the uh, advisory council of Palm Desert High School. Uh, I've taken a member from Palm Desert High School and put him on a feature film to work a camera position, not just one, but a couple of members from Palm Desert High School. So that's just my business, and that's film and television. It is not restaurant. It is not retail. 
So there are multiple different types of businesses and different disciplines that are going to go into that IHUP campus there in Palm Desert. So my support uh, is behind them. Essential to Palm Desert, please consider uh, renewing that campus. It, it is very, very vital to the residents. And um, that's what I have to say. And thank you for having me. All right. Thank you. Uh, let's make sure our second commenter is on a non-agenda item. Uh, Mr. Vincent, we are going to take up that issue on the agenda, and we will certainly take account of your comment when we do so. Alex de la Cruz. Mr. de la Cruz. Yes, are you? I am here too, yes. What is your topic? Um, a little bit of everything, some is general comment. Okay, go for it. So I'm here to remind you all that Palm Desert and the Public Works Department are not doing enough about speeding vehicles and traffic calming. We need to install speed humps in some residential areas because they think that the flashback speed, back speed signs are enough when those have already been proven to not do anything. So it's just money being, you know, thrown away. Um, and I just saw in the city advertisements that it's about to be bike month in May, but we are still not a bike friendly um, city, at least not enough. The CB link um, area is nice and there's some nice additions like the San Pablo road, but we're very spread out and we're huge and a huge city where Somebody just died in, um, you know, an intersection. I can't remember which one right now, uh, but oh, and they didn't die. They got badly hurt in their electric scooter. But um, it happened because the light turned orange on him and red while he was still going in an intersection. And it's such a wide intersection that they just went and they hit him. And this is the same with a lot of the intersections, like where they have the right turn slip lanes where the cars can just turn right, you know, and cut through without having to stop. Those should really be considered um, to be removed, please, because they're very dangerous. Um, also, all of the board members on Sunline Transit should be using Sunbus for their own errands to see how it can improve, because we seem to think the way it is right now is okay, and it's not. It's absolutely awful. Um, please also fix the misters on the bus stop number 65 because it's hot again and they do not work. Thank you. Thank you. Could you please give me the location <clears throat> of a stop number 65? Yes, it is um, the main bus transfer um, right in front of the, um, I think it's American Tire in front of the Whole Foods. It's like the very main bus stop there, Got it. yeah. But Got it. Got it. thank you. Thank you. Uh, does that include public comment at this time? Correct. No other raise hands. Uh, we come to the consent calendar. Does anyone need to withdraw any items from consent? I don't see anyone reaching. How about a motion? I'll make a motion to approve the consent calendar. I'll second. Uh, please, please vote. Oops. 
and don't forget to walk like me. I'm sorry, Madam Mayor, I cleared the vote, but I will confirm that it did pass five to zero. Thank you. Um, item 2A, provide direction on an authorization to release a request for proposals for operation of the Palm Desert IHUB. We uh, will hear the staff report first and then a public comment. Uh, good evening, Mayor, members of the City Council. Eric Sayad, Director of Economic Development. Uh, we'll load a presentation for you here, but the intent of today's presentation was to give you an update on the iHub, uh, how it was originally uh, intended for its use. And as we're coming to um, uh, expiration of our current contract, uh, we're asking for some direction on release of a new RFP, uh, whether we stay the course um, or modify it slightly to allow for additional uses at the site. So I'll get the next slide. Thank you. Okay, uh, as mentioned, this, the, the city's current agreement with CVEP, which is operating the IHUB on behalf of the city of Palm Desert, expires this summer. Uh, so we're back here looking for additional uh, council direction. And really uh, what we're hoping to get from you today is how should the city continue to operate as an IHUB? Our current lease for that site uh, continues for an additional two years. Uh, so we're looking for an operator that can continue uh, through that lease term. So how the IHUB came to be, um, this was initiated and identified uh, really as part of the economic development strategy, uh, strategic plan back in 2018. Uh, really the goal was to create and support uh, high wage earning jobs and to help incubate uh, business technology firms. Um, unfortunately, this did start in 2018 and we had some um, impediments in the way going through COVID uh, and how businesses could actually use that site. And so we really uh, had a, a grand opening back in 2001 uh, when we can have uh, businesses and CVEP fully operate that location. Uh, of course, this location is across from the CSU uh, Palm Desert campus, uh, right on Cook Street, uh, which helps us uh, work uh, very closely with the CSU Palm Desert campus and how they actually use that space. Uh, as mentioned, our lease for this site does expire in 2026. The iHub uh, is, is essentially two floors, about 10,000 square feet. Um, and right now we sublease about 33% of that space to the CSU Palm Desert campus, where they use it for faculty office space, as well as uh, some of their programming associated with entrepreneurship, as well as cybersecurity. So right now we do uh, contract with CVEP to operate the iHub on our behalf. Uh, that contract again is set to expire uh, this summer. Uh, that cost to the city is $175,000 annually. And right now uh, CVEP is providing mentorship uh, to emerging businesses. Um, they operate a front desk there. Uh, they manage some of the vendors that come in. Um, and there's also an iHub advisory board uh, that consists of one of our council members, two of our council members. Um, we also use it uh, quite a bit for community space as we host uh, public meetings up in the area north of Frank Sinatra. Uh, to date, um, and we mentioned that there has been uh, some hindrance with COVID and how we operated the site. Uh, CVIP has reported that there are 20 different companies that have used this office space um, and, and take up residence in the various office spaces that are there. Uh, 44 companies have used their assistance through this location. Um, and that there's been 10 jobs created at this location. 
these are some of the expenses associated with, with the IHUB, IHUB operations, including uh, our operation agreement, our lease payments, and the utilities associated with it. Some of that is offset with CSU's Palm Desert Campus using that site, and you can see those totals there. And really, uh, staff, again, is here for some direction from City Council. Uh, we do have the space for an additional two years. We want to retain it possibly for the IHUB operations and continue to incubate businesses at this location. Really the question is, should we expand on this RFP to allow for additional educational opportunities to happen at this site? So again, this is um, just a repeat of what we're talking about. And again, to possibly sublease this space for additional educational purposes. And really that completes my staff report and I'm here to answer any questions you might have. Before questions, uh, is there public comment on this item? Yes, there is. And stop sharing. Uh, the first is a phone number ending with 7530. Seven five three zero. You can begin. Hello. Wonderful. Hello, everyone. My name is Liberty Nod, and of course, I'm here to speak in support of CVEP. I am the founder of Smart Education and the founder of a new tech startup called Jamberry. Eleven years ago, CVEP believed in two moms wanting to change the lives through STEM enrichment. UCLA, UC Berkeley, MIT, Carnegie Mellon. The iHub propelled us forward, providing a professional home base and mentors instrumental for our success. Cal Poly, Harvey Mudd, UC Bourne's College of Engineering, and Harvard. CVEP believed in our mission to create the next generation of technology heroes, mechanical engineer, software developer, AI modeling, and cybersecurity. The iHub enabled us to form lasting partnerships whose ripples still leave awake today. Rocket scientist, GIS specialist, government legislation, systems engineer. CVET believed in the long game. They knew investing in us then would pay off later, like now. Tandem Diabetes, NASA, Lockheed Martin, and Esri. The I have fostered the can-do and will-do attitude that all startups need, especially us. The cheerleader, the reality checker, and the occasional kick in the butt. PayPal, Dropbox, SpaceX, Google. So what does a multi-year incubation return on investment look like? How do you measure that as a city council and as the Coachella Valley in whole? Joe Wallace, Lisa Bodner, Laura James. CVEP has a dream team. You have a dream team of experience, passion, and grit needed to propel new companies forward. Lisa introduced us to Fred Bell from the Palm Springs Air Museum, and now the Valley has a permanent science and technology academy embedded there. Joe introduced us to Southern California Edison with one of their public events called the Renewable Energy Council, and they were a long-term financial supporter of our company. Laura was a soundboarding and mentoring master, and CVEP would write and distribute press releases anytime we, or our robotics kids, had a win. But the real win, what I want you to think about, Every university, 
career and company I listed off is a kid we used to serve. Okay, so really they're not, they're adults now and I get that, but that's exactly my point. Innovation doesn't always happen overnight and company success can't always be measured in days or months or even a handful of years. And now, 11 years later, 60% of those kids from those career sectors want to start their own tech companies and 30% of them want to come back to the Coachella Valley. So let's make certain that CVEP has the technology-focused iHub in Palm Desert for them to come home to. Thank you. The next speaker will be Eric Cunningham. Good. Unmuted. Okay. Hello, <laughs> City Council. Uh, my name is Eric Cunningham. I am a new resident to the Coachella Valley and brand new to entrepreneurship, thanks to the Palm Desert iHub. Um, I have. Uh, I, I don't have a huge amount of experience. I have less than a month working with the iHub, but already uh, they've changed my life and helped launch Raise Your Glass, my speech writing business. In under a month, they helped me, one, uh, build a business plan, two, learn how to pitch that business to investors, three, plan for growth and hiring additional employees here in Coachella Valley, and four, introduce me to other entrepreneurs as well as advisors for my company. Um, I never went to business school, but working with Laura and Joe is giving me a speed run of that education. Uh, so I'm very, very grateful. The iHub is the place I go to the most in my everyday life after the grocery store and, of course, Target. Uh, so I am a, a big fan of the iHub and uh, hope uh, it continues uh, long, long, for many, many years. Thank you. The next speaker is Stephen Nelson. Good afternoon, Madam Mayor and uh, City Council. <clears throat> um, my position on the iHub is um, I kind of found out about it by accident, quite frankly. And uh, it was in discussions with some of the city staff um, that uh, let me know that it was in my backyard. Um, once I did find out about it, you know, it was coming to the time I was changing my career. And I'm in that current uh, phase right now where I'm going to start a company um, that's going to be headquartered here in Palm Desert. However, um, I noticed um, we were able to give some business to the iHub because, you know, we don't have any meeting areas. So our HOA meets there for its annual meetings and any other, you know, town halls that it has. Um, what I believe that would um, further enhance the iHub and provide additional revenue streams um, to the city to offset its costs, um, I'm finding that um, there are other other um, office sharing uh, type of desk sharing uh, companies in Southern uh, Palm Desert like Fusion Workplaces and Synergies and, and the like. But um, there are some services that, you know, are very much, you know, standard um, in those shared workplaces that the iHub doesn't offer, such as virtual, you know, virtual offices for businesses that um, they may not be ready to come into a physical office every day, but their mail is collected there um, and they're later transitioned to a, an actual um, office space. 
But the iHub did not have that service, and they were going to inquire about that, I guess, in the future when I asked them about it. But I believe it's um, having been to business school, um, and we have an emerging uh, university right you know, outside of our doors there on Cook. Um, this is a vital think tank for a cybersecurity um, endeavor. Working in that field, you have to have a, a safe space and a collective space to spin ideas, to work out very complex problems. And that environment that we've created there um, is an exceptional, exceptional uh, facility for that. So I would hope that not only for the entrepreneurs, but for our future cybersecurity personnel to defend our nation you know, from the uh, electronic threats, um, I would hope that we would keep that facility for them because it's definitely something that students and, you know, people in all phases of their lives uh, can utilize and help mentor. And um, it is a good, a good news story for Palm Desert. So I fully support it. I spoke to, uh, I believe, Deborah earlier today. Um, and she was, even today, she uh, told me about services that, quite frankly, I did not know about that will be very much, you know, helpful to me in my endeavor. So uh, please keep it there. The next speaker will be Roxana. Hello, everyone. Uh, thanks for providing this public forum for us to come in and speak. I am Rosanna Duran, the co-founder and CEO of Hello Computer. And I did send in an email earlier this morning uh, to the city clerk. But my partner, Christopher Taylor, uh, another co-founder and the developer from our company, would like to say a few words on uh, this matter. Chris. Uh, hello, everyone. Um, I just wanted to interject a few words. There's so many things that have already been said by uh, the people before me that I can keep it brief, but uh, we've only been with uh, this organization for just a f about four months or so, but they've been so very helpful to us. Uh, our signature children's app, Storytime International, is designed to help children all over the world learn to read. It translates uh, stories into 137 different languages. And the hub has just been so helpful in uh, helping us organize our business strategy and our plans going forward. And uh, it would just be, you know, a real shame if, if, if they weren't there anymore because we just came and, and they've been, you know, such, such a great help to us so far. We can only imagine what they could continue to do going forward to continue to help us in our mission to uh, help, you know, the world with this big problem of illiteracy. So anything that you guys back there behind the desk can do to help keep them going. Uh, I think there is no more business, no more important business in the world right now than technology. And uh, to take that away it would just ultimately be pulling the plug uh, on uh, that area for sure. So anyway, thanks for hearing me out. Christopher Taylor from Hello Computer Incorporated. And uh, best of luck to us all. Thank you. The next speaker is Yvonne White. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can. 
Hi, my name is Yvonne White and I'm designer and manufacturer. I'm actually at the CVIB um, hub in the Palm Springs campus, but I very much uh, utilize the services at the Palm Desert campus because they make themselves very accessible to us for their services also. I've been there two and a half years and I'm very proud to say that I've been an entrepreneur for uh, 42 years now, since I was 18 years old. I am also proud to say that our company is uh, California made. 90% uh, of our product uh, comes out of California. So we are a manufacturer, uh, very much North American made. And um, CVEP is very much a part of that because if we were not on the campus uh, and having access the way that they make it so affordable and giving us the opportunity and support, having been through so many different challenges in 40 years, I genuinely do not believe that I would still be here. I thought I had seen it all being through the first uh, recession, um, you know, coming through the pandemic just pretty much took it all out of me. But uh, the support that Lisa and Joe and Laura, just the whole, all of them have just, it has just been amazing. And you just have to stand by them all. What they do is just incredible how they stand by us, how they are always there, the door is open. And again, I have been self-employed for 42 years. And I think that says something. And I was, since 2008, I decided to have my company for no political reasons or anything, to try to be California made just because I knew too many people who needed jobs here. And that has been a very challenging task. And I just can't tell you how hard that has been. And they believed in me when I said that I needed to have support to do that. And they said, okay, we're gonna help you do that. And they have stood by me and I have been telling everyone who would listen, I would not be able to do that. And I have customers now like West Elm, the furniture store, I have, which is 167 locations nationwide. I have Saks Fifth Avenue. I have, I have retailers now that are listening and hearing and giving a chance and doors that are opening because of the hub, because of CVEP. If it was not for them, we would not be having this incredible opportunity. I am telling you, I am the public relations for your company and doors that are opening that you don't excuse, even know excuse about. Excuse me, your, your, your time is well expended. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just emotional because again, being, Self-employed 40 years is, is just... We have heard each and every word with okay. passion. Okay, I'm just saying. Thank you. Thank you. Please. Thank you. The next speaker is Laura James. 
and we have one more speaker after that. Thank you. Madam Mayor, City Council members, thank you for allowing me to speak. I'm Laura James, I'm a Palm Desert resident, and I'm also the Vice President of Innovation for Coachella Valley Economic Partnership. As you have heard from the many passionate comments that were both emailed in and recited before I got online, uh, creating a technology-based startup that has a global reach is not quite like creating other types of businesses. It is especially not like creating many of the other types of businesses which typically thrive in the Coachella Valley. We know that COVID hurt. We know how much it hurt restaurants and stores and therefore the city. COVID also hurt nonprofits and startups and it hurt the Palm Desert iHub program. It turned a five-year contract into one that has effectively been only one and a half years long. The data and all of the comments that you've heard so far tend to confirm this. Most tech startups take between three and four years to become profitable. Many can take seven to 10 years before they become comfortably what we might call successful. You can see that in one and a half years, we have made good strides. One silver lining of COVID is that we have had talented, educated, tech-savvy people move to the Coachella Valley and Palm Desert in droves. Since then, I have said many times that the biggest challenge might be figuring out how to keep them here so that this isn't just a stop on their way to the next location they move to. The Palm Desert iHub and its mission to support tech entrepreneurs has proven to be an essential and somewhat unexpected part of solving that challenge. These transplants, as we call them, have responded to our calls to get involved in the local startup ecosystem, and the movement is only continuing to grow. These are the types of community connections that can prevent the brain drain that other Zoom towns are already beginning to experience as workers begin to get called back to their home office. Many of you met some of the companies that we work with last week, whether they're official iHub portfolio companies or not, and you heard their stories firsthand. You know how important the existence of the Palm Desert iHub and its staff is to them. Please keep them as well as the longer term picture in mind. Thank you. And the next speaker will be Michael Jones. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. Uh, great. Hey, hey team. Uh, my name is Michael Jones. I'm the co-founder and chief operating manager of a company out here in Palm Springs. It's Quick Tarp. Um, it's a small business. We've been taken in by the Palm Springs iHub um, in 2020. So I just want to let you know, the resources they provided for me and my company have been absolutely invaluable. They're an integral part of the innovation ecosystem inside of the Coachella Valley. Um, as a born and I'm born and bred in Palm Springs, so I can tell you that this valley is small. Um, but during the pandemic, the iHub provided the guidance, understanding small business owners need. They have propelled my company um, to the expanse where my products are now being sold nationwide. Um, Amtrak, Amazon, eBay, 
we're we're on every single one of those platforms at this point. And because of the iHub, personally, me, I have been nominated as the entrepreneur for the Inland Empire um, two years in a row. <clears throat> so I've got a huge personal stake, not just in the Palm Desert iHub, but in the iHub itself, because they are really putting people out there. Um, they've encouraged the growth and the entrepreneurship to the point where we're creating an offshoot of another company um, that will provide services inside of the Coachella Valley as well. So the iHub, it's been a huge part of my, my success um, as QuickTarp, and I've watched small businesses come and go through this pandemic and through the 50 years that I've been here in the Valley. Um, and there's nothing more important than having a team of advocates to propel us, small businesses, um, which is so greatly needed. And I thank you. And Madam Mayor, uh, with one last comment from a person who cannot uh, stay for the remainder of the meeting, Deborah Ann Mum, as an accommodation, I'll read her comment. Uh, I stand in support of the Palm Desert iHub as the director of Create Center. The iHub has provided business mentors that have been incredibly valuable to our success. The business planning help as well as the special events and programs are a benefit to the community. I also support the iHub in growing high potential fields, bringing more employment opportunities to Palm Desert. Uh, thank you, Madam Mayor. And that closes public comment. Uh, questions from council before our discussion? I just have one question. Um, when we first entered into the contract with CVEP to manage the uh, IHUB, did that take place pursuant to an RFP or did we view them as a unique provider? I, I don't recall. I wasn't um, involved originally with the iHub. Um, I'd have to look into that for you and get you an answer. Looks like Councilmember Arnick knows. I can give you that answer. Uh, it, we, we went, worked specifically with CVEP. This was not uh, an RFP open to all. Further question or comment? Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, quick question, actually a couple questions. Um, and it sort of ties in with what uh, Madam Mayor and uh, Ms. Hornick were mentioning. Um, so it, it looks to me like we have three options. We're, we are on a lease at that space till 2026. Um, if we renew, if we decide to, to continue to use the space as an iHub facility, do we have to, does that also, do we ha are we obligated to use CVEP to administer that or can we put out an RFP? Yes, we could put out an RFP. Okay. And has uh, CSUSB expressed any interest in taking up the other 67% of that space? They have expressed that they are kind of confined with their existing space and they are looking for additional space. They've expressed interest in the iHub itself, but only expressed interest. They've never made any sort of formal request for it. Perfect. Thank you, Eric. And one more question. Uh, do we know uh, of another entity that has the same skill set that CFEP has and the same context with prospective mentors? We do not. Um, and part of the intent of releasing that RFP is to see if there's anyone else out there. Uh, question? 
Thank you, Madam Mayor. My question is, it may be in there, but I have not been able to find it. Did we allow any provisions for extensions beyond the, the current agreement? No. And lastly, <laughs> to uh, whoever's best able to answer this, uh, would it be a proper and lawful option for us to negotiate with CFAP for an extension of the contract without using an RFP, perhaps building in uh, to the new contract some uh, additional reporting about return on investment? I see the city attorney nodding in affirmative. That is correct, affirmative. Okay. I mean, it's pretty, yeah. Whatever suits the city's interest in the Okay. Uh, discussion. May I comment, Mayor, on? Please, please. So in terms of RFPs, I thought typically we as a city want to do our, the RFP process just to make sure that we're getting the best value, whether it's uh, who's going to manage Desert Willow to all the other contracts. I, I, I am very supportive of CVEP. But would it be in line to do an RFP knowing that it's most likely going to be CVEP? That is, of course, an option. Uh, Councilmember Harnick. First, there's tremendous expense, uh, both in, in financial costs and staff time that translates to cost uh, in going out in RFP. Um, I do, I, I'd like to go back a little bit and, and talk about the option that was discussed about turning it into an education facility. And I, I do want to express that I don't think that's in the best interest. I think there is, it, it complements uh, an innovation, an iHub complements what is currently there with the cybersecurity an entrepreneur program. I would not uh, add more, and I'm not sure I would want to sign up with CSU. They do a great job where they are, and I wouldn't think we should do any more. I like the uh, complementary uses that are, that are currently held there. Um, I agree with what the mayor has said. Um, we heard an awful lot today, and we haven't heard before. And I think if we were to take a look at this contract and see how we might extend it with uh, requirements for report outs uh, so that we know that we are spending the taxpayer dollar in the best possible way, that would be an option that seems reasonable. So those are my comments. And, and I can... I, have been involved with this, so if there are any questions, I'm happy to help with that. Uh, Councilmember Drupi. Yeah, I do have, a, that's a great idea. And I love the accountability and reporting. What, what sort of data or statistics would you like to see? I know in public safety, we've been going back and forth about how much, we, when the reporting almost becomes burdensome when you're asking too much staff. And so what kind of data do you think we'd like to see? You know, it is tough. It's, it's somewhat of a, a squishy area. Um, and, and it does take a long time to, those of us who have perhaps been entrepreneurs understand it does take a while. You might be able to relate to that. Uh, so just what we heard tonight, 
or this evening, whatever time it is, we've not heard this before. And the council deserves to hear that before they make commitments to the taxpayer dollar. Maybe, so could, those, I, could I suggest yes, this? Yes, please. If the majority favor negotiating with CFAP to extend the contract, we could have, staff could have a collaborative conversation with them uh, about defining some tangibles that would verify return on investment. They know better than us sitting here right now what can be quantified. Uh, certainly some of the testimony we heard lends itself to quantification. How many companies have you assisted? How many connections have you made, you know, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't think we have to define that tonight. If it's our will to extend the contract, we could direct staff to have that collaborative conversation. I just, and I know we need to hear from you, Mayor Pro Tem. I just have to say, if there was someone with this skill set in the Coachella Valley, we'd know it, <laughs> you know. If, if your skill set is to have many business connections supportive of an incubator, it can't be a secret by definition. Uh, so uh, I do think CFEP is a unique service provider in this circumstance. The testimony has established uh, the worth of what they've done in a ridiculously short period of time just a ridiculously short period of time, having gotten a late start after COVID. Uh, two years is nothing in the world of business startups. So it's really quite impressive um, what we've heard today. Mayor Pro Tem. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Um, I first became acquainted with CVEP in roughly 2009, 2010, when I was working for Cal State San Bernardino as the nursing admissions and retention counselor. And it was at that time that I learned of the different career pathways that they were building, and I was involved with the healthcare one. And so they were building the support through the high schools to ensure that we could have local nurses instead of paying for nurses out of the area that were not able to get their education at College of the Desert and have to pay higher wages from where they came and also reducing our housing stock. So they have built a variety of academies to keep local jobs and local talent to service our community. Hearing the incredible um, stories, I mean, I was really impressed with the two um, entrepreneurs that I met earlier, but hearing some very big names, there are some very big names to let us know of the marketing impact, the business impact, and I agree that you know CVEP would really be best um, at defining how they've grown, whether it be the numbers of jobs they've created, the revenue that they've expanded. Um, hearing from one um, of the individuals that her, her desire was not only to keep things US made, but to ensure that that's staying in California. And from the perspective of continuing education and mentorship partnerships that would contribute to our local education in conjunction with Cal State, I, I think that we absolutely need to support granting them an extended time, as you mentioned, in lieu of the time that the pandemic took away from their ability to continue to grow their efforts. 
Would someone like to make a motion? If, if I may, I, I want to mention that the pathways were created by One Future, which is separate from CVEP. That's a separate entity. But what we heard tonight was something we hadn't heard before. And, it, and if we choose, if this council should then vote to choose to extend the contract with some contingencies involved, it must be measurable. And I think that's reasonable, and I think that's somebody something we why, would all Why don't request. you take a stab at putting that in a motion? And we can, can I still add? have conversation. We can still have conversation. So uh, that, that would be my recommendation, is that rather than going out for an RFP, that we continue, but we go back with uh, some additions to the contract, and th those should be determined later that will um, allow us to feel comfortable in the measurement of what we're getting for the return on our investment. Okay. Is there a second for discussion? I wholeheartedly second. Councilmember Troop. I just want to make sure the term, we would be extending our agreement with CBEP and remaining, basically moving forward as, with status quo as we are now. The, the maximum length of our contract would be three and a half years, is that right? With, with CBEP, because that's our lease time with uh, That's FBI the current lease, so they would coincide, and of course, uh, as we come closer to that time, we can look at extending the lease. May I amend the, mm -hmm. the, what I put out there? I, I'm not suggesting it's an evergreen contract. What I would recommend is that we look at it annually, that would be part of it, part of the contract. Is that agreeable to the second? And Absolutely. I just have one comment before we vote. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm supportive. It just, it would have been nice to have heard from Cal State University, somebody from their university about perhaps taking over the two-thirds space and what they would do with it. It just would have been, for me, ni nice to hear from them. Um, you know, in the news, we're all hearing about artificial intelligence now and, you know, technology. I mean, what if they wanted to start an AI program and they need more space? I'm, it's very hypothetical. That's it's well, just a comment. And do keep in mind that one of our goals with the IHOP is to create a synergy with the CSU campus so that there are internship opportunities for students that can't support a broader array of programs. So we are taking account of that educational goal. Very good. Yes. I would like to, to add an additional point of clarity to something that was stated earlier, that um, the career pathways did start under pathways, but the funders wanted to distinguish and delineate how much of that was going specifically to economic development and the partnerships versus the scholarship program and a diversion of funding. So that does still go back under the partnership between CVEP and education, which, as mentioned, does support our students and the, and the majors there, so they have access to entrepreneurs and not just the faculty, where Cal State has practitioner-based and UCs have research-based, it is crucial that they have access to current entrepreneurs at the cusp of development with the resources to provide um, international support and growth. Great. Let's vote. Motion passes five to zero. Thank you. 
Uh, the last item is a public hearing. Uh, do you wish for me to open a public hearing before or after the staff report? I, I would do it now. Now, uh, consider the public hearing open. Uh, item 3A is to introduce ordinance amending and updating various sections of the Palm Desert Municipal Code, including updates to Title 25 zoning. Mr. Maloney, welcome. Thank you, Honorable Mayor and members of the City Council. Nick Maloney with the Planning Division. Uh, annually, the City Attorney's Office works with staff to uh, identify and correct or modify various sections of the Palm Desert Municipal Code. These amendments are typically uh, to remove outdated or inconsistent language with the code uh, or to add language for conformity with state law, uh, items of public interest, um, or consistency with the general plan. What we're presenting will amend four sections of the code as outlined on the screen. The first is an amendment to the uh, abandoned shopping cart section, which will add language uh, including uh, the requirement for a, a shopping cart retrieval plan for any businesses that provide shopping carts, uh, enforces uh, mandatory loss prevention measures and adds a, a structure for fines as a um, means of enforcement of the ordinance. Uh, the section related to the cannabis regulatory permit will expand uh, the, the grounds upon which the city manager may revoke a cannabis regulatory permit to include non-payment of cannabis tax or operating uh, as a nuisance. The uh, amendments to chapter 10 will uh, include language which prohibits the parking of oversized vehicles uh, in diagonal parking zones, one example of which is shown uh, in an aerial photo on the slide, and that's the segment of San Pablo, south of San Gorgonio and north of Alessandro Drive. Um, and it will also amend about 30 sections of Title 25, the zoning ordinance, which follows a different uh, path for approval as uh, amendments to Title 25 must first go through the Planning Commission, uh, and they adopted an ordinance recommending approval uh, back in February. Some of the notable changes include the removal of language for uh, the large family daycare use permit pursuant to state law, um, the requirement of a noise assessment as a part of an analysis for a sport court, which goes before the Architectural Review Commission or ARC, um, as well as the addition of a new section to the code uh, which allows staff to withdraw applications which have been inactive for 60 days or greater um, because I have to do it. In a, pursuant to the California Environmental Quality Act, staff finds that the uh, proposed changes have no potential to uh, cause a, a significant impact on the environment. Uh, this item was noticed uh, pursuant to state law. I will note that the public hearing notice uh, included uh, references that the short-term rental ordinance would be modified. However, uh, that has been removed from this action, so no action will be taken to amend the short-term rental ordinance. So with that, staff recommends uh, that the City of Council uh, introduce by title only an ordinance amending uh, the Palm Desert Municipal Code and pass it to second reading, which will uh, be brought back on May 11th. And that concludes staff presentation. Thank you. 
Any questions of staff? Um, I appreciate very much the way the report was laid out so as to feature the changes. Uh, after public comment, is there any public comment on this item? No public comment, Madam Mayor. Uh, should I then close the public hearing? It's closed. And your comment. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Thank you, Mr. Maloney. I appreciate the diagonal parking concern as I drive up and down um, San Pablo. There's a lot of times those vehicles leave a few feet where they stick mm -hmm. out, and it becomes a safety issue where you don't know who you're driving around and pedestrian access. So I, I appreciate whoever brought the ordinance forward as a substantial public safety issue. Thank you. Uh, would you like to move the recommendation? I would. I move to approve staff recommendation. Is there a second? I'll second that. Please vote. Motion passes five to zero. And that concludes our business for this evening. So we will be adjourned by consent. Thank you.